Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to Three Confidence Tips for Therapists and Counselors Wrestling with Self-Doubt and Why Increasing Your Own Confidence Will Help Your Clients Too. I was talking to this guy, John, who's a therapist, and he said, I feel like a fake, a fake therapist. And John was chatting to me on Skype. And I reassured him that he was not alone in sometimes wondering whether he was collecting cash from troubled souls on a false pretense. And he said, I have a PhD and years of clinical practice, and I plan out what I'm going to say to my clients and always seek to connect their experience to my theoretical training. But sometimes, often in fact, if things don't go according to plan, I feel lost and lack the confidence to try something new. Self-doubting therapists. So it's not just people like John. Lately, I seem to be hearing often from therapists who tell me how they just don't feel confident enough to try different approaches with their clients. And quite a few hypnotherapists, for instance, have admitted they always read ready-made one-size-fits-all scripts to their clients. It's like those scripts are the therapist's security blanket that they cling on to when self-doubting. And this can be a problem since we impact our clients by the way we are, not just by what we say or do. Because emotions are infectious, so through minimal and unconscious facial, vocal and bodily expressions, people can feel our hesitancy, anxiety and doubt. It's almost like it gets transmitted through the air, which means happily on the converse as well, that positive emotions such as confidence and calm can also be transmitted from mind to mind. So becoming a confident therapist not only benefits your own state of mind, it also directly impacts your client's welfare and the course of their therapy. So what exactly is confidence? Confidence is the feeling that whatever happens, you can handle it. It's not necessarily a sense of absolute certainty that you know exactly what to do and how to progress from the very beginning with your client. It's more a sense that you can handle any uncertainty and that you can relax with that uncertainty for a while and pretty soon things will become clearer. So a great painter may not know exactly how his or her picture will develop, but they'll sense that it will develop as they continue to work on it. So how can you, if you need to, become a more confident therapist? Well, here are three ways. So firstly, understand the fundamentals. Most clients aren't interested in psychojargon or academic theories about why they have their problems. They just want to be relieved of their suffering. So make sure you understand how emotions work through pattern matching and have a good grasp of what everybody needs in their life and how problems arise when those primal human needs aren't met. Also understand how the role of naturally occurring hypnosis plays uh, a big part in problem formation, problem maintenance, and possible problem resolution. So when the basics are there, confidence and clarity are never far behind. But you need to be right in yourself too. So number two, practice what you preach. And I could hear tears in John's voice when he told me that sometimes he felt like a fake because he had a few pressing personal problems of his own. And he said, how can I claim to be able to sort out other people 
when my marriage is in a bad way and my teenage son has been taking drugs and I've got other problems and I'm having trouble sleeping and all these kinds of things. So some therapists have the idea that they have to be somehow perfect themselves in order to be therapists, or at least not subject to stresses and problems. And this can lead to the discomfort of imposter syndrome. So if you have problems of your own, congratulations, you're a human being as well as a therapist. And the fact is, you can still help other people even when you and your life aren't perfect. So when I first started out um, some 20 years ago, I would sometimes have a client tell me about their financial or other worries. And I'd catch myself thinking for a second, that's nothing like as bad as the mess that I'm in. So who am I to help this person? Placing your own subjectivity aside feels almost like a physical act sometimes. But I learned to put such thoughts aside and focus on their situation and their needs. But if I can barely breathe myself, I won't be able to help uh, resuscitate someone else. So to be the best we can be for our clients, our own needs do need to be met as well as possible. So practice stress management for yourself. Consciously seek to meet your own primal human needs as best you can and cut yourself some slack sometimes because you are human. And to avoid burnout, you need to have therapeutic spare capacity. That extra energy you have, which is released when you meet your own emotional and physical needs in balance as much as possible. Spare capacity also gives you confidence as well as my next tip. So number three, trust yourself. As I said earlier, confidence isn't just about certainty. We may be the professional, but we're not all-knowing seers. Too much meticulous planning before seeing a client can end up feeling clunky, inappropriate or forced when we come face to face with a real live breathing person. Or it may become clear that it's just the wrong approach or too soon. And we desperately try to squeeze our client to fit our theory. That's not to say that having some ideas ahead of time isn't helpful or that we should never plan ahead. It's more that we need to be ready to flexibly adapt as we go, like a bird adjusts its wings and direction in flight to suit the unique changing patterns of air currents in the moment. So real therapeutic confidence comes in the form of relaxing with the uncertainties of the therapeutic encounter. Once you have good knowledge and experience, and we all have long experience of being human, then you need to just go with the flow and trust your unconscious mind to give you insights and inspiration. Being calm and clear-headed enough to wait until the clouds of confusion clear while having faith that you and your client together will find a good path to follow into the realms of health is really the key to therapeutic confidence. Just the idea of starting to relax with uncertainty, trusting his unconscious mind more and always going back to basics, what does this person really need, helped John become more confident when doing therapy. Put these three tips into practice and I think if you need it, your therapeutic confidence will skyrocket too. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com. That's unk.com slash blog. 